Blog Talk Radio. It's October 15th, 2017. Hello and welcome to Working for a Living Radio Show, where progressives for change present opinions that matter. Tonight, we're joined uh, by co-host David Fillion. Uh, Jeff Brown is on assignment, and I'm your moderator, Leroy McKnight. Please remember, (laughs) this is absolutely laughable tonight after what's gone on today. I tell you, yeah, let's, oh, geez, let's let's just, oh, yeah, we've got to. There you go. Yeah. Please remember, good leadership is never about power and control, but rather for the honor and the privilege of serving the members in the interest of the membership. To be sure, each and every member of this leadership team of Working for a Living is committed to returning our union, the UAW, to a labor ethos. And that ESOS administered in the interest of all the rank and file membership. Pay attention to those words, folks. After what happened today, I tell you, there's some folks who really got really got to look yourself in the face in the mirror in the morning. Having said that, we certainly hope everybody had an enjoyable week, that you had a lot of fun and stayed safe. We have a few announcements. Um, congratulations to the leadership and bargaining team of Unifor Local Union 88 at the Cami, GM Cami Assembly Plant in Ontario as they reached a tentative agreement on their contract. More on that later in the show. Remember that team working for a living supports Medicare for everyone and removing the $127,000 limitation cap earnings that are subject to the participation in Social Security program, a reminder that there is a petition on the page to support Medicare for everyone. You can sign that. Announcement number three, Team Working for a Living continues to oppose the Working Families Flexibility Act. Announcement number four, Team Working for a Living continues to stand shoulder to shoulder with the Michigan Building Trades against the legislation introduced to repeal Michigan Prevailing Wage. On July 7, 2017, they renewed their request to decline to sign any petition that you are presented with that has anything to do with the prevailing wage. These petitions are being passed around as simultaneously with the adult marijuana petition that is going around in the state. Please take note of what you're signing. It's, you know, a nice thing for a lot of people, including the finances of the state of Michigan, to sign the adult marijuana petition. Cleans up a lot of stuff, by the way. But the petition that's going around with it simultaneously to end prevailing wage in the state of Michigan is not a good thing. More suppression of wages is not a good thing. See, we have plenty of enemies out there. We don't need to be fighting with our own. And when we find people that do not they're not supposed to be in our union or a leader in our union and we take action on it, that's not for for somebody to come around and start uh, attacking the, pe- the person that actually, or in the group, that actually took action to keep our union clean. And believe me, We will deal with those that have done that, that have attacked people for trying to keep our union clean. A lot of enemies out there. Announcement number six. On October 12th, it was reported that Chevy's new mid-engine Corvette under the cover of a disguise was seen in Cadillac, Michigan. 
It's an interesting concept car. Well, I guess it's a production car. They're just out testing it around. On October 12th, GM announced that it has plans to close the Detroit Hamtramck assembly plant for about six weeks, beginning in the middle of November. Also on October 12th, China announced that it knows they cannot compete with global leaders in the internal combustion engines. However, through technology gathered by joint ventures, they plan to dominate the new electric vehicle NEV markets. China plans to use the global warming threat to decimate, listen, that's their words, China plans to use the global warming threat to decimate the internal combustion engine industrial base. Last I checked, that's us. And in the process, destroying oil-based economies. Brothers and sisters, listeners, this is a big deal because without the advantage of the petrodollar that the U.S. has, we will have difficult times. And you've heard me describe the petrodollar, at least in part, I believe, on uh, the featured April 24th, 2017 show. We've had a couple encore presentations of that. That's where the rest of the world, if they want to, with the exception of the BRICS, who have their own uh, conglomerate on oil, but the rest of the world has to buy a dollar before they can buy, purchase oil, barrel of oil. They have to buy a dollar first. That keeps our dollar strong. Now, doesn't it? If there's no need for oil, then they don't have to buy a dollar to buy oil then, do they? So what China has in mind for us is not good, brothers and sisters and listeners. So just pay attention to this one here. You're not hearing any of this stuff anywhere else. You're hearing it here on this show. Because we care about our future and about you to membership, unlike a lot of elected officials in our union. We'll get into that a little later. On October 14th, Volkswagen announced that it sees Tesla as its main mass-market EV electronic vehicle rival due to the innovation business model which sets it apart from Toyota and Nissan. While there is a lot of praise for Tesla coming from Volkswagen, Volksburg, Germany, Volkswagen still thinks it has an advantage with component assembly. You're seeing a lot of this rhetoric around the electronic vehicle, and this is coming. They've, you know, said in the next eight to ten years, they're going to have 30 new units just in General Motors, I believe it was. I think Volkswagen has the same announcement. China wants to decimate everybody in there. So, looks like the dollar, petrodollar, is doomed pretty soon because they want to buy dollars before they buy oil. Pay attention to what I just said. That's important, folks. And you should be planning for this. Announcement number 10, regarding Janus versus Ask Me. This is the one where they're challenging that union dues be mandatory for public workers, anybody who works for government. Janus versus Ask Me, after the U.S. Supreme Court granted Janus its petition to be heard late in uh, September, there are new, no new dates on the docket as yet but they're going to hear it this cycle, the Supreme Court, U.S. Supreme Court. Announcement number 11, remember that this month is designated as Pinktober in honor of Breast Cancer Awareness Month and anything you can do to support, support the fight against breast cancer and any cancers, please step up to that plate help them out. Thank you. Uh, messages and email. 
first one. Awesome show last evening. Information was amazing. The message is real clear. That came from Tennessee. Now, uh, email number two. It appears that Unifor is delaying what is the tentative agreement from the public until after the ratification. That's from Indiana. There was some discussion on Facebook that they were just going to uh, withhold it from everybody <laughs> and that, you know, they can't vote on something they haven't seen or read. It's just simply not going to occur. The membership's going to hear what it is before they vote on it, but they're not going to make it to, available to the public until after the ratification. Unlike the FCA tentative agreement, of 2015 that was made public arguably before the International Executive Board had it. But who's counting? I can think there's some folks out there that might even have uh, uh, interest in uh, uh, some of the stuff that we're doing here because of that. Obligations are amazing. Uh, email number three, Jeff's Constitution Series is just great. That's from Ohio. Uh, yeah, he's doing a great job on that. He's on assignment this week, so we're probably not going to cover that. Uh, the thought was that I might read it out, but I think it's Jeff's series, and he deserves to get all the accolades for this and just I'll pipe in and say a couple words about it after he's done making his report. But he's he's on assignment this week for good cause, too. Uh, email number four, can't make the 15th. Let's try for the 22nd. That's uh, state withheld. Some uh, folks that want to be on the show, so we'll see. We'd like to have them on the show, so we'll see if they can uh, be here. Uh, announcement number five, I'm glad this team and this radio show exists from America. Bunch of, bunch of, that was boiled down from several emails. Uh, most of, yeah, I didn't, there weren't any out, out of the, uh, the country, or, yeah, out of the country. So thanks, everybody, for your emails and your messages to us. We really appreciate it. week's quote. Can you tell I'm pissed? <laughs> they say it's boring, but I'm pissed tonight. You know, I, uh, I'm i just, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm just, just beside myself here. <laughs> I tell you, some of the stuff that went on this week is, I'm um, just amazing. <laughs> just absolutely amazing. So I got to tell you, good Lord, I tell you. I give them a little applause there for what they did today and the rest of the week. A couple of them did it. It's going to get interesting, folks. <laughs> you better be able to back up what you're doing because I know I can. Jeez, <laughs> oh, this this week's quote. This is the same one we had last week because it's so apropos. There is certainly something wrong in the form of unionism, whose leaders are the lieutenants of capitalism, Eugene V. Debs. About four years ago, yours truly coined the term Paulist, and that's somebody that holds the values of the corporation more than they hold the values of working men and women. And there's a lot of Paulists around and there's a fair amount of them in our union. And that's sad. And thus, the quote from Eugene V. Debs, because they must have had some Powellists in his time as well. Lewis Powell is the author of the Powell Manifesto that started all of this in July or August 23rd, 1971 is when he wrote that, published it. 
was Impel. But Eugene Debs said, there is certainly something wrong in the form of unionism whose leaders are lieutenants of capitalism. All right, there we go. So uh, let's bring on uh, David. Are you there, David? Yeah, how you doing, Leroy? I'm pissed. <laughs> yeah, I see that. <laughs> yeah, I kind of understand your position. Those, those that know me real well, that actually work with me in the plant, no, they shouldn't be doing this. Yeah, I know it's not a good thing. Not a good thing. There's, there's a guy that used to joke about every time I got in, sh- in shape, somebody would get hurt. So, back to the gym. Um, so, uh, you got any uh, comments on the uh, messages or announcements or the uh, email? At all? Um, no, um, not on the emails. Um, okay. I think that the uh, quote this week is very fitting, though. Oh yeah, I thought that's we had yeah. last week too. So yeah. I to carry it over. Between that and the ones about reputation that we had for uh, midweek, we had a show and try to straighten something out, and nobody got the message. So I guess we'll have to deliver it personal. Totalitarian mindset seems to have a trickle-down effect, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it does. might even be, you know, uh, encouraged in this case to have a trickle-down effect. Uh, I will say this. I said it on Thursday night show. International Executive Board, under the signature of Dennis Williams, said something was confirmed as true and a month later well, uh, two months later 31st of July is when that came down and then on let me get it right I don't want to mess it up here to get it correct on the 7th well, the 5th was when it was signed, I guess. On the 5th of October, on the same matter, said that there's substantial evidence that it was falsified. The same thing. Somebody's lying. We don't like liars. We don't like liars. At all. <laughs> so, we'll just see. We'll just see. I think uh, somebody's made some serious mistakes with their decision, and I think they've made some serious mistakes with what occurred today. Under appeal, the, under appeal, during appeal, that's due process. Due process is violated because they move forward on a matter. And that's actionable in a court system. Hmm? Pay attention, folks. That's actionable in a court system. You only got to wait four months before you own everything that everybody owns that made that decision. Hope you all got insurance. I do. Retrobates. Okay. David, I think you have a little report. I think you're going to talk to us about a little update. And I'm going to talk about General Motors Um, a little bit. um, Let's start talking about... um, 2008, 2009. Um, 2008 and nine, um, bad years for General Motors Corporation. Matter of fact, needed some help from the Americans and the Canadians. 
stubborn was both uh, anted up. Canada and Ontario helped bail out GM during the bankruptcy, giving $10.8 billion in Canadian dollars at the time, with the federal government providing $7.2 billion in Canadian and the Canadian Ontario governments at one point collectively held about 175 million shares of common stock. They also held preferred stocks. Um, they didn't retrieve all of their money. Um, here in the United States, the U.S. government on its behalf, um, $49.5 billion GM bailout. Um, U.S. government lost $11.2 billion. All of this money was spent on the behalf of General Motors Corporation. And it, and it saved jobs. I'm not saying that. It seems that General Motors has adopted this policy our mindset that it's okay now to just say, the hell with you. If you don't like the score, we'll just do what Mandela's has done and carry it. We'll move. We'll go down and take advantage of um, $3 an hour wages. That doesn't seem like very good policy from a corporation that had their hand up. Both governments saved them. So this whipsawing, um, it needs to end. In the United States, it's whipsawing between local and local. Whatever. Um, one local is willing to give up more than the next. Well, they're going to get the product allocation. In the, Cana- in the case of the Canadians, we'll just send your work to, Ca- to Mexico. And all the research I've done, I can't find one dollar that Mexico provided to bail out General Motors. Not one penny. Having said that, um, this week um, General Motors had uh, warned the leaders of uh, Canada's Unifor Labor Union that it would start to wind down production on its popular Chevrolet Equinox Sport Utility Vehicle um, unless they called off the long strike. Um, the strike was fueled by Union opposition to the North American Free Trade Agreement. And uh, those folks have already lost 600 employees when the GMC terrain was pulled out and sent to Mexico. They were also um, had the Camaro taken away from them up there. These folks got a real reason to want to fight for their jobs. And goes back to the um, quote tonight about the leadership here in the United States. They seem to want to cater to the um, capitalist um, system. Yeah, that's right. Whatever's best for the company is what we're going to do. The hell with the hourly workers. That's not what a union does. We're here to increase wages, better working conditions, and lower hours of work. I think you, Leroy, have something to say about lower hours of work um, in your report. Um, having said that, General Motors needs to be a better um model in the uh, in the public and start to um, consider what both governments have done for them. I 
I know I certainly won't be purchasing any vehicle that has um, Mexican moniker stamped on the ID plate. Um, on uh, Saturday, I believe the uh, Canadian workers will receive um, the details of the tentative agreement and they will also receive um, meeting details on Saturday, which was yesterday. Um, but um, there won't be any details released to the public until after the ratification vote. And I think we all accept that, as long as our members have a chance to um, take a look at the agreement, decide if it's in their best interests, and then vote on it. So um, that's about the end of that report, Leroy. There's something you'd like to add? Yeah, I'd just say that, you know, we had uh, leadership of that local here on this show. And unlike some of the members and leadership of our union uh, years ago and now currently, uh, they are men of moral fiber, those two gentlemen who are here. And I believe for sure that they would not do anything against what would be uh, a full and fair hearing of this. Uh, it's called due process. Due process. And we're guaranteed that under the uh, Landrum Griffin Act, uh, the Bill of Rights under the Landrum Griffin Act for workers. Uh, and in Canada, you know, I'm sure they have due process laws there as well. So I would expect that these men of high moral character will follow the proper procedure for the Canadian workers they represent, unlike what happened today in our own own union. Dennis Williams, if you're listening, you got any of your assholes down there listening, you better give him a message from me. This, what occurred today, totalitarian mindset will not be tolerated in this union. And you can play all the games you want to, brother, but you better straighten it out. And you better straighten it out now. Right now. Because you contradicted yourself under your own signature, brother. You better get a handle on that. Now. Because you are culpable at this point for what happened today. See the little thread we have going on here today in our show? Yeah. They didn't follow due process today. And that falls on your shoulders, Dennis, because you contradicted yourself in two decisions within 60 days. 60... Seven days, I guess. You better get a handle on it. Because you ain't looking real good. And when you go to people and ask them for support, they're going to ask you about this kind of stuff. Right now, it doesn't look too good from where I'm sitting. So you're right, David. I do have a few things. Uh, I want to apologize for the show going dead. Uh, We're not sure what happened there. Um, Thanks to all the members that uh, sent a brief message in, uh, letting us know that the show did go uh, uh, dead. Um, I understand that that's the case with uh, the uh, uh, company that we use. They've had a little trouble lately uh, with some 
other shows going dead. We attributed that uh, some time ago when we had uh, 5.5, 5.3 million listeners at one time uh, listening to us on a different show uh, to the idea that there were so many listeners. So it just could be that that they we've exceeded their bandwidth on our particular show because we do have a lot of listeners right now. Um, so uh, that probably was the cause for the show going down briefly, and that's what we attributed it to when it occurred on another show. So um, thank you for your indulgence uh, with regard to that. It's out of our control, however, uh, and might even be because we're so good here. <laughs> it's kind of odd, but... Um, um, uh, so let me get to my report and several of the local unions around the nation the General Motors facilities uh, were given notices that uh, at their facility they were losing money for the corporation that they in one case lost $237 million dollars which amounted, I don't know how that number worked out, $37 a person. There are not that many people. Uh, maybe it's, you know, I, I don't know how they do their fuzzy math with with that notice because that didn't add up. But uh, that's what they reported at this one facility. And then come out, come out in at least two others that I uh, was made aware of. And in these declarations of uh, losing money, the word phrase to budget was used. Now we're going to educate you about to budget. Having been around this corporation, once upon a time I was personal friends with a central auditor who went to church with me. And we actually sat down and set up our church along the 10 uh, categories that General Motors uses uh, for their uh, accounting system. Our church was set up the same way after he and I sat down and, and uh, did that. Uh, so I know a little bit about all of this because of him, and I want to thank him for that. And he instructed me that there's something called elemental breakdown on every job in every department in every facility in every division of General Motors. They know what a human being can do physically. It's all been tested and tried over and over and over. And they want to maximize that. And they work on what's called an elemental breakdown. And they know exactly and specifically how much work that's being done on a particular job, each and every job, every one of them. And then they set it up for what's called a budget for the year based on your job. And every job and every department not only at the pay points, but at specific line balancing positions as well. You see material handlers or product handlers, whatever they happen to be called in your facility. And they know, they know to a certainty how much product is moving through. And they calculate that and put it on paper. They say, okay, we're going to say that you are going to make so much for us this year. Each and every one. And they're going to say, that's too budget. That's our budget number. Okay. And that's what we're going to try and get you to do. And it's never going to be enough because they're always going to set that budget lower than what it actually, or higher than what you can actually achieve, rather. To budget. To budget. And then when it falls short, it's our fault, because they set a number that was for robots. 
rather than for humans. See, and they're starting to make the case to say, oh, well, we should have a robot instead of a human. That's what that's where this is all going. Because a human isn't quite as good, but there's no robots that buys any freaking cars now, is there? So once their two-budget number, just about two years out from the contract time, they said it's so high we couldn't meet it. And their fiscal year... Is, you know, begins September 1st, by the way. They start screaming about losing money or having lost money in the last fiscal year. And we still have a calendar year yet to try and make some money up. It might not have anything to do with slow sales and their management turning their back when, you know, the line goes down a little bit geez, you know, we don't really need those products anyhow because the sales are slow, so slow. So we'll just turn our back, but then we'll complain. Then we'll complain about it later. So two budget is a number that they set at the beginning of their fiscal year that's well above what you can actually get to. Always is. They're always trying to get you to do more. So they set this up there, and then they tell their supervisors, and then they tell their team coordinators, and then the committee people find out about it. Everybody knows it's a game they play. Everybody. And then when these letters come out saying they lost money, we lost money. Then they put the little word in real fine print to budget. Damn corporation ain't losing money. Hell, they're hiding money. There's so damn much money they're hiding in dead peasants insurance. It's crazy. Hmm. If they didn't do that, they'd be making a lot more money too, by, by the way. So there's a plan for all that, by the way. You know, we'll... We'll we'll end that when it's our turn to guide this ship. We'll end it. Real easy. Just don't authorize it. Because in 2006, the IRS said this is a, a tax scam, tax dodge, tax dodge was their word. 2006 and said you have to have the permission from the retiree to buy extra life insurance on them for the benefit of the executive pension plan. You have to have our permission. This retiree has never given such permission. I submit no retiree has given such permission. Yet still, Mark Fields, the one we can prove. $858 million pension fund before they fired him. Three weeks after I outed that. But that's probably unrelated, don't you think? Somebody gave permission, didn't they? Somebody gave permission, somebody gave permission. Wonder who that was? Wasn't us. Who could give the corporation permission to, to buy dead peasants insurance? Who did that? Hmm. Anybody got any answers? I didn't. Don't think any of them, the rest of them did. When I was in the VEBA, nobody talked about giving them permission. That was in 2006 and seven, when they had to get permission. Nobody was talking about, hey, they sent me a letter to get permission. Nope, they didn't. Somebody gave permission, though. Who could that be? Think about it, folks. That's what we want you to do, think. 
Think about it. Who did that? Because once we ascend the leadership, I can guarantee you this, there's not going to be any ghosts giving permission to buy dead peasants insurance under our leadership, whoever that ghost is. Our team will not be giving permission for dead peasants insurance and taking money out of the government, shareholders, and our mouths for their benefit. Not going to happen. And should there be any permissions that have been given, we'll write it somehow so that we don't believe it's in the interest of the membership in any way to give such permissions. So please, members, don't do that. And any ghosts that might be have done that, please uh, uh, understand that we're rescinding all of that, ghosts. This gets deeper and deeper and deeper, doesn't it, brothers and sisters? The leadership of our union sickening. Sickening to the point of disgust. Despicable human beings take money out of a member's hands. I don't know how you look yourself in the face in the morning. So, two budget means they're not losing money. Only in their imagination that they wanted to make so much money that was impossible to make to begin with. Two budget. Elemental Breakdown said we couldn't make it, but we still set it up there that high just because we want to complain about not being as profitable as we we dreamed about because we all have MBAs and we got to make that 20%. whose pocket the 20% goes is a problem. If it was in our economy, buying through taxes and shareholder dividends, workers' remuneration, community improvements, this country would be a lot better. But you are Paulists. All of you benefit the corporation more than you'd benefit your own country to the point where it's just about ready to tip over. And you heard that? It probably will tip over with China has their way with electric car. So don't worry about it, brothers and sisters, in these plants that they told you they're losing mo- you're losing money for them. You look in the eye next time they hand you one of them piece of paper and say, Go wipe your ass with it. It don't mean nothing other than you had a dream to make that much money. And Brother Leroy said your dream was too high. Because you knew you could never attain that in the first place. So that's about all I have in my report. David, you want to make a comment? I guess probably... You know, you you wanted me to tie that to, you know, doing more with less. And we always talk about that, I guess. But, you know, the corporation wants us to do more with less, do more work with fewer people. And that's why they set these things up and they squeeze the membership. They, they have these rotations. And then what they'll do, and David's really good at explaining this, but they'll slow down the line and they'll throw a bunch of people off the teams Oh, we don't need you on our team. And they gradually creep the line, speed up. Now they got more work out of fewer people, didn't they? Back to the same. And you know something? (laughs) Appendix K prevents 
the committee body from writing a speed-up grievance because they're responsible for trying to get BIQ4s so they can get new work. That means more with less. All of that, all of that is coming to an end. Your wet dream, your wet dream, corporations, is over. You can play those games. You can threaten to go here and there and everywhere. Like I told you, we'll tip it over if you don't play nice. Same way we're going to tip over what happened today. Remember who I am. What my credentials are. Who I talk to. Who invites me in to their inner circles. Because of my own past successes and credentials. There's folks that won't put up with what happened today. In a bigger sense. And all those people that you heard me t- say that my buddy said somebody get hurt when I go ahead and and uh, get in shape, all those people attacked me first. They thought they could. It turned out they got a surprise. Guy was patting me on the arm last night, watching the game. He didn't realize just how strong I was, because I don't look it. It surprised him. Well, enough about me. Uh, Okay, so it says we're just playing the show over and over now. So hopefully this is going to straighten itself out. Uh, we really appreciate the input here, but uh, uh, we'll see what happens with our show because we have played games being played, obviously. Uh, so, David, I'll, I'll go ahead and ask for your your uh, comments and anything you want to expand on there. We got a little off topic tonight because I'm pissed. David, I can't hear you. Must be our show has gone dead for everybody. Minutes are still ticking off here. So it says we're still alive. There you go. Dave, I'm sorry. Okay. Um, my you're muted somehow. Yeah, yeah, my phone got muted. We, I'm sorry. We've some reports that it went dead about 10 minutes ago again and just now replaying early. But I think that'll clear up when the show actually is in podcast as well. So, apologize for some of that. I, I'm, you know, I apologize to the good listeners out here. You, I'm being a little cryptic about what happened for good reason. But there's some really nasty stuff that happened in our union today. And those people that, in leadership that I'm talking to know exactly what happened and what they did. And I'm pissed about it. I apologize for being pissed. I'm I'm damn good and mad at some people over this one. And, you know, this is actionable at this point. They crossed the line. Today they crossed the line. Okay. This ain't a dictatorship. It's democracy. And you just don't do what you did today just absolutely violate due process without That's something happening. Law. Yeah, it's law. It's federal law. Actually, it's federal law, yeah. In the land of Grithenac. It's 410. Let me look. I think it's 410. Uh, where'd it go? 431. 29 U.S.C. 431. 
411. Sorry about that. 29 U.S.C. 411. There you go. Yeah, that's just one of them they violated. There's actually two constitutional provisions for what they violated today, the United States constitutional provisions, Fifth Amendment, Fourteenth Amendment. But we're not. You know, who's counting? No, we're just a bunch of dummies out here. We don't know what we're doing. But we do, and God bless you for having crossed that line. You know, you just make me want to work. Just I'm working my from sun up to sundown now. Eyes wake, eyes open, eyes closed. Just make me want to work that much harder. Just that much harder to come and get you and remove and replace all of you. And everybody that's crossed the line will have a little talk with them that they're not going to enjoy. Okay. So, again, let's just get on. David, did you have more to say on that? Um, I have some to say on your report. Um, I think that all the plant managers across the country and all the plants for GM and FCA all need to be on notice, um, especially General Motors, um, for putting out that um, document that was um, pretty much given to every plant everywhere um, that you lost $200 million. Well, better start looking at your off-the-end-of-the-line quality. Yeah, that's right. But Mr. Plant Manager, Mrs. Plant Manager, you're responsible for that number. You've overworked our members. You've harvested them from the workforce. Your numbers don't look too good. But the blame is always placed onto the hourly worker. You might got away with that with some of the leadership who pandered to um, the capitalist system. Uh, those days are coming to a close soon. So if you need some more people out in your assembly lines, better get them there. You better get those numbers um, up there where they need to be because they equate to some real dollars and cents we're coming after that money. Just as sure as I'm sitting here today, we are. But I'll have to add to your report, Leroy. Right. First time quality. That's uh, uh, paragraph 8 in the General Motors Agreement. Management retains the right to manage the company. It is their, in fact, their responsibility to run the company, not ours. And they have a management's rights clause in there. It's a property rights clause, actually, in the agreement. It's their responsibility. First time quality, scrap and warranty work is your responsibility, not ours. Learn how to run an automobile factory and stop doing it, not to be demeaning, with Taco Bell managers. There are educated people and experienced people that know how to run an automobile factory. Please stop bringing in people that are less than qualified to run your automobile factory. We love you Taco Bell people. You got a place over there and you're real good at what you do, but you don't belong in an auto worker factory as a supervisor. There's just stuff that goes on there that you're not really suited with your experience. Maybe you have the education, but you'd have to demonstrate it of handling the operations of an auto worker factory. Get it together between your HR people, agents, 
that are firing temporaries and managers that don't know what they're doing because they last week were working on a whole different environment. And now they're trying to run an auto worker factory. So, having said that, uh, uh, David, is there anything else you'd like to say? I've been pissed all night since this happened. You know, I apologize. Yeah. Yep, I'm telling you, I'm pissed. You have every uh, this, right to be mad, Eddie. You have every right to be mad, Larry. Um, it gives our union a serious black eye when things like this occur. Um, Dennis Williams knows better. The entire executive board knows better than what's happened. And they're not going to go free from this either. Oh, no. So the oh. advice that you give Dennis, the advice that you give Dennis, he better act on it and probably tomorrow morning. Because you don't have much time left. Nope. Before the mailman comes again. So, um, I understand your anger completely, Larry. Right? Um, you can you violate due process. As just like a dictatorship. Just like a dictatorship. They said a fight didn't happen. Oh, no, that, that fight didn't happen. We all watched it happen, but it didn't happen. You know, that's worse than the Trump, the, the Trump tweets that we're hearing. Oh, no, that, that didn't happen. I tweeted it, so it, it, it didn't happen that way because I tweeted it. What just happened in our union is tantamount to Trumpism. <laughs> I don't think there's any I don't think there's any judge that'll be shocked to see it land on his desk considering what's taking place um within the hall and the walls of solidarity yeah. house. Yeah. Well, they have friends in the judiciary, but I don't think they're friends that even stick up for them in this in this regard. This is just that far out there. Absolute Lies. Lies. At best, contradictions and prevarication. There's a word for you. Prevarication. High-class liar. That's the word for this week. Thursday was collusion, or Wednesday was collusion. This one's prevarication. That's right off the top of my head. That's called a high-class liar. You're high-class liars. It's in writing, folks. You contradicted yourself in writing. You lied. Okay, Jeff or David, if you don't have anything else, I'll uh, I'll wrap this up and we'll go on. Uh, if you <laughs> enjoyed anything tonight, even as cryptic as we were and angry as we are. Uh, please tell just one more person. At least you found out about, you know, the update over there at the uh, uh, Local Union 88 from David. Thank you, David, for a very nice report. Oh, by the way, uh, let me just give you some, uh, uh, oh, yeah, here we go. Great job, David. We really appreciate that. Um, so, uh, I'll uh, and that that was a genuine. You <laughs> did a nice job tonight. Uh, uh, no, just one other person. Just tell them to listen to our show, and uh, want to say thanks to all our listeners around the world, friends in Mexico and our friends in Canada. God bless you all, and. Uh, uh, Everybody across the nation of our great United States seems to be under attack by people that should know better. And we're in a totalitarian mindset. We're real close to the eighth cycle of democracy. So uh, until next week, the 23rd, 22nd, 22nd, uh, we will uh, hope that you're all safe. Come back and stay safe and have uh, a good week. And uh, we'll say good night to David and good night, listeners. Good night, everybody.